Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody? Welcome <laughs> to another episode of Game Dev Unchained. The number one game development podcast about game development and the lifestyle thereof. I am your host and always Brandon Pham with me, a special old friend from earlier episodes, Dave Mervick. How are you doing, Dave? I'm all right. I'm sitting here in my pajamas now because of this ungodly <laughs> hour you asked me to come back on. <laughs> well, I think Ooh, everyone I'm is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody is technically in pajamas now uh, all the time. And uh, we're all about <laughs> if gamers, I think game developers always joked about just having a good T-shirt. But I think uh, because of all these Zoom calls where we're like trying to up the game a little bit, uh, just something without stains. But uh, before I go any further, for those who haven't heard uh, early episodes when you were on, would you mind giving a little introduction of who you are, where you're from and where you're heading? Uh, my name's Dave Mervick. I'm the uh, senior narrative designer on Little Nightmares 2, and I work with uh, the guys at Tasha Studios in Malmo, Sweden. And, and it is nighttime for us here. <laughs> well, thank That's you, man. Brew. Yeah, thank you for staying up. I mean, you must like talking to me somewhat to to sacrifice your sleep a bit. And counting the days. <laughs> I think the last time I talked to you were, I think uh, maybe a little after the first Little Nightmares came out and we kind of went over how that development went. Uh, since then, of course, you guys are working on the sequel. And I kind of want to understand more about, you know, that transition uh, being a little a smaller studio. Like, how was that transition? Like, can you kind of walk us back to when COVID became serious and what what your studio had to do to kind of transition towards that? And was it a smooth transition? And uh, yeah, it was it was weird. I remember I remember hearing little like glimmers of it, you know, because when things are happening elsewhere. It's fine, you know, it just barely makes the papers and then suddenly, oh, now it's here in real countries. Which, you know, just shows how spoiled we are, doesn't it? But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, it, my mum was actually visiting, she was overseeing me, me son, and uh and we had a whole like 10 days planned, and then like on the second day she was here, I got a phone call from his sister, luckily saying Denmark's closing their borders in about 10 hours, and it's like that. Wow. Shit. Yeah. So it was like rapidly pack up and get her out the country. But then uh, then it was the same back in work. They were saying, oh, yeah, we're probably going to start transitioning everyone to working from home gradually and all this. And then the next day it was, uh, right, we're moving you home. You you will be working from home uh, from Monday. And, and IT worked the whole weekend uh, and pulled it off. And uh, I think it's because when you got like a, a digital infrastructure like games companies, the transition's so much easier. 
then, you know, so many people still having to go to work because they just don't, you know, that's what their job entails and it just sucks. But yeah, we've so we've been spoiled considering, mm. uh, you know, most people stay at home anyway. Mm. <laughs> it's just it's just how it is, you know, just, oh, I'm in front of the screen again, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Ordering food in, okay. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, it, it really is... Um... In terms of working, uh, it doesn't really feel that much different. Of course, you know, you're taking out the commute and then, you know, once in a while you can turn around and joke around with your friend, like I would say half the day <laughs> and then maybe yeah. you get two hours into work, right? I do miss that That's part. That's my day. Yeah, yeah. But in terms of work, uh, very familiar. You know, you're in your little box anyways when you mm. actually get down grinding. And I'm finding a lot of developers getting more done because we kind of want the bulk of the day to ourselves is if I get these tasks mm-hmm. done, it's my day is my day. So there's a motivation with that, but there's also like, well, I'm like, there's this thing I didn't get to. Uh, I guess I can spend a little time at night to figure that out because it's right there. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm also seeing how it's like taxing all the developers into the self crunching mode because it's so available to us. Um, but uh, it, yeah. it's interesting to kind of hear your story about that too, because I think I, I, I can relate where I didn't really take it seriously at the beginning. And it was like, of all places, I was playing basketball at my gym with a bunch of people. And I started seeing these little groups talking about the virus more seriously. I was like, what, what does that mean? Should I even be here? These guys are like the sweatiest, stinkiest people. <laughs> and if they're worried, maybe I, sh- I should really rethink my weeks um, spending my time here. And yeah, just like that, the next week, everything was closed. And it, it was pretty immediate. It was little creepers where like, yeah, it's, it's in China. I don't need to worry about it. And then it was suddenly overseas and then our problem. I think within our countries, US and UK got hit pretty bad <laughs> because of that maybe slow processing that we had um, at the yeah, height of it. it. It made me so cross that though, because like, you know, I mean, like my dad. Oops. Huh? I think we just lost him for a sec. Well, now you know how it's live. I'll just wait for Dave until he comes back. Anyway, he was out in West Africa. Sorry. He always worked in West Africa for some reason. So, well, Dave, over there. do you mind kind of going yeah. over that story? And we kind of lost Ebola you. came out. Yeah. We lost you for oh, like back. Yeah, five minutes. <laughs> oh, that, <laughs> right when that's you were starting. Because, because okay. I'd had a mind blank. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then it was intentional. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I hope everything's okay. I just kind of caught the last something about your dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just saying, like, when when my dad was out in West Africa, uh, when Ebola hit. Oh, I see. And, uh, and it, but it, it's like, it was only because I had, like, a personal connection to someone out there that I was, like, really kind of struck by that. And he had to get out very quick. But, like, it was the same. Like, you were saying, you know, oh, this is over in China. And, like it makes you feel like really ashamed of like your reaction to that. It's like yeah. how many people are affected by that out there. Ah, but it only counts when it comes over here. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, Oh, now yes. we take it seriously. Now we're, we have to, well, in the case of the U S and the UK do nothing <laughs> until mm-hmm. it's like absolutely out of control. But you know, it's just that, yeah, you're just like that. Why didn't we take it seriously? Why didn't anyone take it seriously when, when you have a shot? I keep yeah. it under control, but you're it's always thinking these like, mm-hmm. even though it's like a whole continent, it's still so parochial, you know, and like, uh, 
closed closed off. I'm like, well, it's fine unless it comes here. But now it's too late. I've seen outbreak. You know, <laughs> Dustin yeah. Hoffman was on top of it, but no one else was. <laughs> it's funny that you're bringing that up. <laughs> no, I, I've seen that movie. <laughs> but I, I would say that um, there's something that to that. I, I think one of the things that uh, researchers are kind of coming out of this, a lot of the we country that's like, socialist type of countries are, are handling this a bit better. The we kind of first type yeah. of mentality. And then the I countries such as ours are really mm-hmm. struggling with this and not even about things happening over the fence in other countries and continents. But like I see it within my neighborhood, like, well, it's, mm-hmm. you know, this, this so-and-so who lives down the street, they, they got it, but it's not our, our little bubble. So yeah. we don't, and it's like always to the last minute of just pushing, you know, the, the yeah, thinking keep, keep around pulling the next ladder up. Don't yeah. You? Yeah. Really. Oh, right, oh, right now it's you lot. I'm fine still. Lou. Yeah. And I'm still seeing that. It's like, um, yeah, yeah. even when my, uh, my, my sister-in-law's boyfriend got it and he works as a EMT at a hospital. So of course he got it. Right. But then, Luckily, he didn't spread it within our bubble. And then the next, you know, it's very weird. You see these internal struggles with family. Like, like my um, immediate family is very closed off. Like, we're treating this very seriously. And then our other parts of our family are just hanging out every week in these family gatherings, which is the number one spreader, uh, yeah. funny enough. But then that circle just got back together as soon as, as he kicked it. <laughs> I was like, guys, that was a close call. That was a real thing there. That could have oh, no. like oh, no. killed the whole family there right there. Mm-hmm. But um, everyone just, I don't know, maybe the struggle is real. And I think I do understand and sympathize. It's like eight, like a year in maybe almost now. Mm-hmm. And if we had taken control like New Zealand, uh, people would have just tell me about it. hunkered down six weeks yeah. and just moved on with their life. But no, we're dragging this on because of our yeah. stubbornness, I think. And, and it's like, I think both the US and the UK had the worst people in charge at the worst possible time. I mean, like, yeah. you know, we, we could have, like someone said recently, like the UK could have had a situation like New Zealand if they hadn't destroyed that guy. And instead they got the worst government in, in the world. Who've done who've done so much to damage the chances of of people getting through this? You know, it's ridiculous. And my sister got it as well. She's she works for the NHS, mm-hmm. um, and and it, uh, she, I was more angry than she was at the the token gesture that came every Thursday, where people would go outside and clap for oh. health workers for a minute. Mm-hmm. I, I I found that insulting. <laughs> yeah. But this isn't that podcast, is it? But it, I, I am. Do you know what I mean? It's just no. I, I think it's selling, it's selling the NHS out from under people, telling them they're not absolutely unprepared for something like this because they live on the edge all the time because there's mm-hmm. no profit in looking after people. Mm-hmm. But we will give you a round of applause every week. Oh well, thanks for that, man. But never, <laughs> you know. I mean, oh, obviously, <laughs> it, this this affects everybody, right? I know we're a game development podcast, but like, look at how we're. I think there's a mental toll, even with me. I was working from home before, and kind of, kind of want to dig into if you had a history of working from home before, maybe a few days here and there. But even this was like very taxing. This is because I'm I'm used to like working at home and then taking a break and hang out in the weekends yeah, and yeah. then come back. This is like 
in prison, man. It's like I'm constantly <laughs> locked to work. It's like, what else are you going to do yeah. but not be productive? You're going to, you know, you got to have things to do and we're just finding things to do. And it's mm-hmm. very, I think as a creative, there's a limit to that where it be, you can be really creative, but then I'm at that point where I'm like, I need to get the fuck out and do something yeah. <laughs> because I'm, I'm just like, sourcing like from the same garbage. I'm recycling <laughs> from my filth to try to come up with something creative. But I, I, as a narrative designer, what, what are you, what are your struggles through this? Like, how are you, how is it hampering your creativity, your inspiration? Um, I think probably, not. I mean, I, I've always worked from home a bit, you know, like because I can you know, so because I, I live out like an hour outside of town now. So like sometimes it was just better. I'm, I've got no one to meet. So I, it's better that I just stay at home and, and read and work and all that sort of stuff. But now it's this thing of like, no, you can't go in. And as soon as someone says you can't, you have to do the thing that you're, you are doing, then you suddenly don't want to do that. You, you feel, yeah. you know, so, uh, and for me, like, it's this sort of, when I need to see people, I need to be able to go and see people because I really, yeah. I feed off that. Like, we've got such a great uh, group of people at Tarsha as well. Like, I genuinely, I, I, I imagine everyone says this, you know, it's like a family, even if they're not American, <laughs> they have an American accent in my head. Yeah. But, <laughs> but like, it's it's just a great group of people. And I, I look forward to seeing, seeing them when I get in. And like, suddenly when you don't get that, you don't get don't get the energy to when you walk away to sit down and work you don't have that anymore it's just like well, I'm, at, I'm at home uh i'll take the dog out i guess and uh, mm-hmm. maybe have a coffee and then it, i don't know i mean at the minute like, the phase i'm in now is like like i said it's lots of research and and writing and straying out of ideas um so it's kind of fine it's what i'll be doing anyway mm-hmm. you know but uh yeah, I the the hard thing, and I, and I think for all of us, we all miss because we don't have, have breakfast together every Friday, Friday morning. It's just a lovely thing that get some music on, just sit sit at a table and bullshit with people. You know, usually abuse the guy who thinks every Marvel movie is great, or what? You know, <laughs> <laughs> he, he knows who he is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you like, like the last part of Black Panther, really? You really like that last <laughs> fighting scene? You don't think it was overblown? CG fest? I've actually stopped now. I, I just, like, same with Star Wars. I just stopped. Like, yeah. Just, I, I, I ran out of fake smiles. So. <laughs> <laughs> it comes a time in everyone's life when you've got no more fake smiles to give. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you're talking about stuff that, you know, we've had a lot of people on and, and kind of speaking to the same... Same struggles. It's like, um, like these human beings can go only so far. Like you can't really feed off each other, and then they become like work. They feel like work. Now you have to schedule it to kind of just brainstorm, and it's not spontaneous anymore. And that's not how these kind of creative sessions. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to go at it, but this is what we got. Um, are you finding a certain rhythm now? Do you f- what what benefits are you seeing from this? What cons do you think it's just irreplaceable until you guys can get back in the office? Like what what kind of discussions are you having internally and with your team of what's working with this and what's definitely not working? As soon as this is over, we got to do some type of hybrid approach. I mean, everything's working, but that's how it is. It's like nothing's 
nothing's better than it was before. Yeah. But we're making it work. And I think that's that's the difference now. Is bef- in the very beginning, it was just like a struggle, you know, to get group group discussions at all functional. Because you know it, it can be awkward anyway, particularly if you're in like brainstorming or feedback or something. No one quite knows when to jump in, even if you're in the same room together. But when you've just got to have like this digital hand, <laughs> you know, or like keep your poker face while someone's saying something that you absolutely dis- disagree with, yeah, something which true. I abjectly fail at every time. <laughs> I, I watch my own face going, you suck at this so bad. Like, switch to profile picture mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it is, it's things like that where you need the, the energy of the room and you, you, you vibe off people. You know, you can see if someone's enjoying what you're saying or if they're not enjoying what you're saying. And now all you have is what you see on the video and you don't know what, maybe they're checking their emails. You yeah. just don't know sometimes like, because everyone's got to juggle so much. Maybe they have to quickly check something or someone's bothering them, or maybe their kid just comes in and you're like, Oh, well that moment's gone. And that happens to me all it's, you know, my lad will run in and just wants to sit with me and play with PS4 controller. I'm like, sorry, I am listening, but I have yeah. this also. So, you know, we, we make it all work now, but, Nothing's better. We had a lovely thing today, actually. Like uh, a lovely colleague of ours is is moving on, um, and she was having like an exit interview, and uh, our HR manager kind of arranged a surprise goodbye mm. for her. So <laughs> we all jumped in at the end of this exit interview. Oh, nice! And said "tra" and all this, and that's uh, Northern for goodbye. By the way, I just realised <laughs> I forget myself sometimes. <laughs> um, so you you kind of have to be a bit more creative but it, it all kind of feels patchwork doesn't it you know like yeah nobody would enjoy a digital surprise party normally <laughs> but like all right is this the best we get then we'll take it you know yeah. it, it feels better than nothing so but uh yeah i think uh, if anything what i'm finding uh with developers is that we're we're since we're home a lot i am seeing you know, when I started this whole thing, my kids more, I'm, I'm, I'm able to kind of remind myself to take more breaks, you know, and enjoy, you know, what we're working towards this whole time is to, to, to enjoy family life and time at home as best I can. Because we really think about it, you know, eight hours away from home or 10 hours plus, depending on your commute every day, five days a week. I mean, that's a, at some point now, I was joking especially when we we're finishing a project, I was seeing my, my cubicle buddy more than my wife <laughs> oh. for months on end. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, there was always something like that for game developers that we felt kind of locked to our table. And, and I think I love the fact that dynamic has changed. And I mm-hmm. think the, the poor part of it is that um, it's kind of thrown into this extreme situation of a, where we're, parents and teachers now and now they're always at home as well and it's like all right i I need some break from people to concentrate and it's just it's hard to balance it's not something Mm. that we should be getting used to but temporarily we have to yeah i think what what where we are now like because a lot of people had like been interested in you know like for example like flexible working hours uh and um you know, working from home where possible and all this because everyone has different responsibilities and they do, you know, particularly in Sweden, they want to 
help you have that work-life balance, you know, where you can. And so it all, it had been like on the, on the boil a little bit, but there was no pressure. And now it had to happen, like literally in our case over the weekend. Um, so now like when this finally, if ever is all over, um, now we have that infrastructure, it's just working. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, that's the kind of thing they're thinking. It's like, if you, you know, it's there for you now. If you if you want to work from home, it's better for you and the team to work from home. Do that. But what what we want is for you to want to come in. We want to make this a place that you don't want to be away from for too long. And I think that's a really nice mindset that they're going to just make the office a really cool place. And obviously, we miss each other loads. But you know, it's available now. Like like you say, there 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 are positives to this shit situation where people have found out that there's some stuff that kind of works about being away from the office and they can make it work after all. So I think might, might hopefully we'll find that there's like a nice balance to be struck there where people can be productive in a really cool way. Like sometimes I have ideas in the middle of the night, I can come down and do a few hours then and do less hours in the day. You just can't, you can't be creative from nine to five sometimes, you know, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, I definitely uh, sign off on that. I, I think different people. I'm I'm an early bird. I've always been. Mm, me too. Um, I think part of that is being a family man. I have to, you know, if I want real work done, I have to wake up earlier than everybody to kind of get it done. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, there was a restriction to that with studios, especially. It's one of those. Um, it, it's appearances, right? Right. So if I'm showing up four hours earlier than everybody, no one sees that. They just see the guy who's leaving at four or five PM. <laughs> it's like, yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a period in my 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 uh uh career that I had to kind of balance that out. It's like, you know, I get creative in the morning, but I can't show up too early, otherwise I'm spending twelve hours for no reason just to show that I'm there. Uh, uh, yeah. So it's always weird. But now I think with this, it kinda allows people to just check my check in, dude. Everyone's kind of doing the same. You know, you see yeah. that I'm putting in the time. You're seeing the good work that's coming through. It's purely about work. And then the office is just irreplaceable in terms of team gatherings mm-hmm. and just brainstorming. And I think that's the best of both options. I definitely see a lot of studios going that way. Um, I think I think that focus on, on the output is so much better than hours, checking your hours. Yeah. Have you, have you done your eight hours a day? All right. Yeah. yeah I have. What have you done? Well, not that much. Yeah. well that, that that doesn't matter in the end then does it we're here to make a game i'd rather someone came in for three hours and nailed it yeah and went and took the rest of the day off is the only thing that matters in the end is the job or obviously you kind of you don't mess anyone else up yeah you know, i love that i love that it's breaking be- that barrier I, that industrial mm. revolution nine exactly. to five it's thing. so antiquated isn't it it's you know? very old and as creatives it just doesn't work it's never worked for no. me um i never liked it you know, after 2 p.m. after lunch, I'm done. I have a big meal and I'm like <laughs> mentally checked out. <laughs> it's just like waiting around and just just fucking around with colleagues at that point, which is valuable in itself. But that's the reality. I don't know anyone that's super efficient really after lunch. It's just people counting the clock to get out. Um, There's a big push in Sweden for like the six hour day. Hey guys, let's take a break and have a word from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by App Figures. 
App Figure is all about giving game makers the tools they need to get more downloads and revenue. You may already know them for analytics and app store optimization. Now, App Figures can help you track competitors from how many downloads they're getting and how much money they're making to their audience demographics and even which SDKs they use. Their competitor intelligence gives you great context, say a competitor as a new feature or was mentioned in the news. With app figures, you can see if that brought in more downloads. Got a great idea for an app or a game? With app figures, you can figure out how big the market is and how much money you could be making with it. And that's just scratching the surface. Whether you're growing your app or building a new one, app figures has the tools you need to reduce risk and get more downloads. You don't need a large budget or a data science degree to do this kind of stuff anymore. App Figures has made it affordable and simple. On top of tools, App Figures also provides a lot of guides and tutorials to take you step by step through gaining more visibility with ASO and increasing your revenue by learning from your competitors. They just released a free guide on that, actually. So head over to appfigures.com, A P P F I G U R E S dot com forward slash on on forward slash game dev unchained to try app figures for free if you like it then use our special code gdu3030 to get 30 percent off for the next three months you're welcome so you know like that's nice because you the, everyone that's done it they find and that you still get the same amount done you're just more efficient because otherwise you just bullshit for half an hour every so often and maybe you just do things slower but if you like you know you're done at two o'clock you just get that done then by two o'clock and but you've got so much more time for yourself at the end of the day it makes total sense yeah as a first step at least yeah i, I think there's definitely a shift of mentality i think managers uh generally in the game industry always felt they needed to manage 24 7 otherwise we're just a bunch of pack of kids that won't get work done but it's like we're professionals and we want to get work done so we can do other things and i think this if anything (laughs) yeah big kids are showing at least that we have responsibilities we're trying to nail it so that you know we have the week to ourselves, and it is Mm -hmm. about the work and output and uh, i think that's helped i i don't unfortunately this thing was the uh, stimulant for that type of thinking. It was no other way in any way that mm. a lot of studios would have let this happen as a oh. trial, right? Setting up the infrastructure just for a trial is just, this yeah. was unfortunately the yeah. only way that this could have happened and mm. maybe it's for the better. Um, but yeah, it, it does suck that we're hearing, <laughs> I was talking to my friend who was working uh, at a company with me years ago in the U.S. who recently, mm-hmm. not recently, I think he moved to China five years ago to work at a big Chinese company. And he's Chinese. But like, he was like, oh, yeah, we're walking around uh, like normal now. It's like, well, I mean, start over there, motherfucker. <laughs> don't, act, <laughs> don't act like you had nothing to do with this. <laughs> it was like, yeah, we're crew, you guys are still struggling. It's like, well, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> It's like I'm, I just had cafe with my friends over down the street. It's like, yeah, that's nice, oh, but it is—it's disheartening to kind of hear New Zealand. It's—I'm glad to see the light at the end of the tunnel, but it is tough, at least in the United States right now, to kind of hear these stories. People kind of resuming life, and you're just like infighting with your family about why. Well, this is why I can't visit you. You know, there's a pandemic going on. <laughs> Putting our parents in—it's right. like it's weird, man. It's a real time for for everyone to argue about what's safe and what's not now yeah no i know it's it's uh, there's so many experts out there aren't they? you know like 
I mean, like armchair experts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they, they know all about uh, vaccine strategy. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just an expert in everything. Everyone's suddenly a doctor now, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, you got your PhD. This is how face masks work, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so many theories. I'm really happy yeah. to see New Zealand doing well there because I think Jacinda Ardern is just a the model of a of a the new kind of leader. Or it should have been always that kind of leader. But you know, to see someone like that succeeding with someone who cares about about the people that they're leading, I think is uh, is great. It definitely made me pay more attention to where I live (laughs) because I've always felt like there's a certain age that people start paying more attention to politics and, you know, the, the well-being of our future generation. And I think this pushed me in a big way. I was like, maybe United States is not that great. (laughs) Like if this was a real zombie biting apocalypse, holy crap. Like we were really left on our own here. Um, And seeing countries like even Canada, not so far off. My friends were mm-hmm. saying that they were really taking the whole, you know, global healthcare. So it's like, man, that's kind of actually pretty useful for things like this. Not yeah, have to worry about yeah, that. Thanks. I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Who knew? Like, yeah. Who knew? Right. <laughs> and even, even if me, not even if I don't want to leave the United States, even Hawaii, right. This little mm-hmm. Island on its own. It's like, wow, they seem to be all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Compared mm-hmm. to like, I live in California. I was like, it's oh. such a contrast. Oh. When it's just it's, maybe it's, in state, it, local government and stuff. It's always in the, these kind of places, and like like the UK is the same. Like it's it's fine as long as it's fine. Yeah. You just keep you on the edge, yep. barely above water. Mm. And the minute the minute anything goes wrong, they're not prepared because it's it's about money. It's yep. not about you. It's not. They don't care. They don't care about you. And how how is anyone surprised in the UK the most servile? No, I'm not fair on the UK, actually, England particularly, that mm-hmm. you've got, oh, the royals are still allowed to exist. Yeah. And these public school boys, the old Etonians, still in charge. And you're surprised still when they don't give a shit about anybody else. They're mm-hmm. bred to be that way. Why don't they care about the working class? Just give that some thought then. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just, I just... I don't know. Yeah, it beggars belief. It I definitely, mistakes and you know, I, I, all my family and friends are back there, and I'm. I just, I hate that they're in that situation. But like, that's not, what are you gonna do? You got to You got to just, got to change that system because mm-hmm. there's no options. There's no options right now. Mm-hmm. There was an option, and they destroyed him. But yeah, yeah. it's not that podcast. <laughs> No, no, but it, it's relevant. Like, I, I would love to kind of dig into your thought. Being as a creative, like, these issues, you can't just keep creating games, ignoring what's going on if the world's burning yeah. around you. Like, to me, uh, it's very distracting uh, in a bad and good way. It kind of woke me up to a lot of the issues that you're saying, right? Um, like, 
like he said, just barely head above water until things are not fine anymore. Mm. And everything got exposed. Like this last year in the United States was pretty insane. Besides the virus, you know, we had all these riots and that riot was kind of global too. That kind of yeah. sparked, you know, changes and um, it, it, it got really crazy and felt unsafe and very clear that uh, we're not as... I don't know. It sounds like we're insular, but not really that safe bubble wrapped as we thought we would <clears throat> when things really do hit the fan. And it really made me realize like, hey, you need to pay more attention to this stuff because this little virus, you know, although it's killing a lot of people, it could have been a lot worse. And mm-hmm. are you prepared as head of the household to kind of take control and figure things out within the little control that you have and a lot of that is just like i need to probably think about another place and be like gabe noel from valve and like move everybody to new zealand i was like that was a big (laughs) bold move from a game company like every game company is kind of struggling changing it's like shit we'll just move to new zealand it seems like they got this shit together did i miss that has that actually happened no but i i know he's living there i know i don't know if he moved a lot of people over there but i would imagine maybe some people went with them just to get yeah. things functioning again, because I think yeah. because of their such a creative house mm. where they need that kind of person to person brainstorming mm. session. Otherwise, you know, it'll be very, everything's on valve time, 10 years or so you add COVID and that is 20 years. <laughs> He's like, we need to ship some shit. Like they're getting, they're getting, it's funny with them because they finally got, to, and this is all speculative, but from what I see, it finally seems like they got the the bug bite to make games again with Half Life Alley. It's like, oh wow, this feels really good to ship games That's again. That's what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> and then this happened, so that kind of killed their buzz a bit. But oh. to me, that that was a major game company that was making some major moves in response wow. to what was happening. And hmm. um, you know, aside from the network and IT problems like that. That to me kind of woke me up a bit to like future companies and what to do, um, yeah. you know, future of the game companies here. But uh, I guess my question to you is like, what I'm curious about is this is such a crazy experience, hopefully once in a lifetime in our generation. Like I'm looking at my kids who's like 10 and three is like, wow, this is going to affect you. This is going to fuck you up somehow. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> I can't wait to see how that story unfolds. But as a creative, I wonder, you know, how how you, what are you coming out of this? Like, like what kind of new ideas that you feel will come out of this little struggle where we're basically in prison? I'm always curious to see once we're out of this, what kind of creative projects might be in response to this? Because that always seems to me as an artist, Hmm. as an advantage of something traumatic and different. Um, that we can kind of come up with some some peace with it through through our projects. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, as with everything, it's always the people like human behavior. I'm interested in when anything happens. Um, so I hope I don't go. My uh, the next project I want to write is uh, it's about a virus. <laughs> called uh bovid yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) you know what i mean like yeah it it won't be long will it because all all the movies will come out and all oh this is us trying to wrestle with our 
oh, the past and that, nah, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. But for me, like, it, it's always, whether it's been kind of internal stresses at work or, yeah, something global like this, it's always really interesting to see how people behave and the people that you thought you could trust, the, the, the people who you thought were on your side, see how it is, see how it goes when you're up against the wall, Who who's there for you now, you know, because I, I, I don't know if it's, it's probably clear already with this shit I've been saying about the English uh, government at the minute, but like, um, I, I have a certain point of view on that. And uh, so I've always been suspicious of, of these people. It's like, yeah, you would pull the ladder up straight away. Yeah. 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 But you always think, oh, well, maybe I'm just a cynic. Oh, I'm just, you know, one of those lefties. And blah, but you got blah, confirmation. Blah, yeah. Yeah. You just see it. And I, you know, I, people, you know, I fought with people on the other side, you know, just like debated it and all this. Like, no, 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 it's not like that. It's about this. Then you see it and you're like, that, look, this is what I've been saying. They don't care about you. What more do you need? You literally. But the, the old cliche, they were saying, you know, the, the turkeys voted for Christmas again mm-hmm. when they voted conservatives in. I am. Um, and you're like, you you must know at least that they're, they're about individualism. It's it's not about the collective. It's about taking care of number one and, mm-hmm. and profit over people always. And you've done it again. And I, like I was saying, like you're only fine as long as you're fine. And the worst thing happened with the worst people in charge who will only look after themselves. So again, you just see that's how it's going to go. And like you were saying before, you know, like it, 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 you're always just shaving it down to like the, the small group in the middle. Like, oh, it's only, it's only happening in China. Oh, it's only happening yeah. in, in the working class districts. Oh, it's only happening downstairs. But they're dirty downstairs, aren't they? I've got the penthouse. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. All this, it's just like it's bringing out the worst in some people. At the same time, it's bringing out the best in some people as well. And, that, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, that, that's the stuff I'll carry forward. I'm probably talking about just remaking The Last of Us now, aren't I? <laughs> That'll be my no. next project. <laughs> but I think the human story um, is what I always look into, too, the human connection of every mm. genre, right? It's mm. that, if you can really nail that, 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 that everything else is kind of like a backdrop, a set, right? Yeah. So, um, I, I, I do kind of uh, synchronize with you on that element because um, like I think a lot a lot of people in our generation the last 50, 60 years were pretty dormant, pretty comfortable yeah. um, since the World War. <laughs> and I think because of that, we're kind of putting, putting up blinders, at least the, the like privileged countries that we're not dealing with wars every day. And it's not on our front mm-hmm. door, like you said, mm-hmm. that we always have to think about it. Like overall, globally, We've been kind of like in this easy resting period. And I think this was kind of necessary to kind of remind people, are you guys prepared as a country to really face a catastrophe? Can you band together? And this little trial kind of showed me that, no, we can't. Things got crazier uh, right after everything got locked down. And people were frustrated and a lot of people weren't taken care of and thought they would be taken care of. And I, I, I don't know how crazy it was over there. 
um, in the UK, but it seems like Sweden was a little better. But, uh, you know, we were just closing down businesses without any like any plan to kind of help the people who were running these businesses. Like, this is your plan to shut down for a year. Mm -hmm. How are these people are going to figure things out? And so there's a defiance there. People, you know, businesses were there was unnecessary infighting that uh, I really felt sad about um, that. I thought, you know, this is something what government usually would take care of. And um, it does really become a worry. I wouldn't say a distraction because it is important, but it does kind of put pause and like, yeah, we make entertainment. We do fun things, right? Everybody's playing Last of Us 2 during a pandemic. How ironic, right? And then it's like, is that really good? Like Netflix, like everyone's watching like (laughs) virus movies. It's like, yeah, this is the best. This is not the best time to be doing this. You got to do more. No, no. Do you know what? I need a break from all this shit. Let's go and watch Contagion. Yeah, I know, right? So like, it's a very funny way to kind of see how people react to this in their own bubble. And uh I also it's, see you know, a lot it's so of people, typical, isn't it? It's so yeah. typical of our generations. Yeah. But like it still has to be matched. Without the phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this, yeah, like my, my darkest moments, I'd come home and say, This we are due a massive war because this is what happens with at the at the peak spoiled people, you know, yeah. people post posting reaction videos to something that they've already reacted to in real life. Yeah. Got, there's nothing happening. It's just content, content. People are, are brands also. It's just we're out of ideas. I'm like that. This is it, isn't it? You read about this like time and time again, that you, mm-hmm. you reach peak, spoil, bullshit, cultureness. Yeah. And then there's something just, whether it's a fucking volcano or a war that just takes generations of people, it's the same. And here we are watching virus videos on netflix because it's still not real enough yeah how many levels of hyper real <laughs> could you have to wade through to understand yeah. what's going on and take yeah. it seriously i don't know man. i have i haven't read this book but i have it uh rise and fall of rome i forgot who was written by in my like <laughs> my cue list is like all right maybe this is this is why a lot of ancient civilization that were at their height started to fall because there's always a fall right and i do feel like there's a semblance of that with, you know, talks of civil war in the U.S. Like <clears throat> the the storming of Capitol Hill was kind of crazy. Like that's how we started 2021, right? And I was like, oh my god, guys, don't we have enough things on our plate? This is just this is what I think the aftermath of the consequences <laughs> of how the government they had eight months at least on our side to kind of figure out before the first like big 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 search and then to the second search, eight months to kind of figure out how to respond to it. And and it's exactly the same way. Right? And then it's like, of course people are going to react and get angry and they're going to go out there and, you know, expose uh, more people by being in these groups. It's like people are just reacting to the mental toll that lockdowns tend to do to people. Look at all the prisoners. <laughs> Like, it's not normal to lock anybody inside and tell them it's not safe and then tell them uh, mixed messages of how to be safe. And we're still arguing about masks and stuff. It's a sense we can't get our act together. And it does really worry me. I don't get that. What's the argument? People say it doesn't do anything. What? (laughs) Well, so does not wearing one. 
Yeah. That def- that definitely doesn't do anything. That's oh, yeah. empirical evidence. You're literally doing nothing. I so see. what difference does it make? It only took me one image to fully understand. <laughs> it's like there was a meme going around. Was it, was it Bernie? <laughs> <laughs> well, that. But also a meme was going around about like these two stick figures. It's like this is how it works, right? If you wear pants and the other person wear pants and if you pee... <laughs> <laughs> there will be less pee on the other person. <laughs> Let's take off one of these pants and see what happens. It's like, yeah, I mean, this is totally logical and people can't see that. And it's, um, it's, it's crazy. It's like, if I'm going to get, it, I'm going to get it. And that's the attitude that most people have still. And, um, but even that, isn't it? It's like, it's like, it's a, it's a signal of being spoiled still. It's yeah, like it you're is. so yeah. desperate to, to have your civil liberties genuinely challenged that you'll grasp at anything to to claim Justify that. It. Yeah. Someone's saying, just protect other people by wearing a mask in this situation. That's my civil liberties. Yeah. No, it's literally not. If you want to talk about the loss of civil liberties, you've got a long and checkered history of people yeah. who've had that actually taken. This is not that, is it? I don't know. I get, um, we should, can we talk about games? I'm going <laughs> super cross. No, 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 no. I, I get you. I get you. But it is one of those things, man. It's like, uh, it's, it's hard, dude. It's hard going through the day and we're trying to concentrate and make entertainment for people. And then we have this, this huge thing that happens every day. And I see it every time I go out. The very little time I go out to the grocery store and it's very easy to spot an asshole now. <laughs> that, that, I would say that. Plus, really. That's a plus. Oh, a that's plus. one right there. That's another one right there. <laughs> even even I'm getting so judgy and I shouldn't, right? Because I, I, I feel like I've become the problem where someone just like who doesn't want to be an asshole and it is helping, but they don't put the mask on till the very last minute. You know, they're just walking it in their hand. And then as they cross the door, they, well, I can't buy groceries until I put this on. It's all right. And then they wear it like this, you know, with their nose. Yeah. I was just going to say, these, these are my least favorite people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Am I helping? No. Well, yeah, get out of here, man. I saw someone have one of those snowboarding headbands and they just pulled it down and it's like this thin, right? I was like, what are you doing? Dude? You look like an idiot. So why? Do you, know, do you know what sucks? It's like when you see people driving badly, they're not the ones that die. They, they just cause yeah, because of problems. Yeah. For for other people. And that's what drives me crazy. Is is it would be great if it's just thin the herd. Like if you if you want to not wear a mask, you will die then. Or you won't because it's a hoax and all this. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Thing, yeah. Uh, but it's not it's not them that will pay the price. So I don't know, it's just uh, I don't know. If if this all makes the history books, oh it's, it's definitely embarrassing more than anything. It's definitely there. Uh, when when, I, when I'm like a ghost, I'm going to haunt those people. Like <laughs> you, you know how humiliating the end of our civilization was, thanks to you. We mm-hmm. could have gone out with a proper bang instead. No one wants to talk about it <laughs> when they yeah. pick this history book up. <laughs> oh God, really? Oh no! It's uh, <laughs> it's a weird time. I I think um, I think there's a mistake to even think. A lot of people, because of the vaccine, it's only 
being rolled out. I know friends who who are working in in that industry are, are getting you know the first and second shot. People think overnight is going to be over. This is a long draw, man. This is like a year or two. There's a lot of people who are anti-vaxxers. Along with that, it's like all right, throw those people into the mix. It's like great. It's uh, a good two to three years of our life ch- chunk where we're just not able to be ourselves and just finding. It's really a struggle, man. As a creative, you're just trying to get things going. But like to me, it it, um, it really makes it hard. I, I think for anybody, I guess in any uh, industry, it, it makes it hard. It's like, oh my god, like do I feel like making games right now? <laughs> it's like, is that uh, the most important mm-hmm. question right now mm-hmm. to get this out? Um, I think I everybody's kind of asking. I guess again, though, right it's now. like what what kind of games you want to make? Doing, like you were asking yeah. asking before, yeah, you know because. Yeah, you know, you think games, you just think primary colors, happy clappy, uh, you know, yeah. forget everything, nonsense. But like, there can be a response to it, and you know, it, it can be measured. It doesn't have to be your big AAA. I think it's time we took stock of our response to the virus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's always that guy, isn't it? Yeah. You know. <laughs> I think there can be, hopefully at least, that there will be some kind of reactions to that. And games can do that. You know, I mean, everyone, it, games are actually doing well, aren't they, yeah. in this whole thing? Because everyone's indoors. And like, why not get through to people then? I know it's like a long development time and all this, but, mm. you know, that's that's the kind of thing. Like, for me, it's like the stuff I read, like people's reactions, you know, some really kind of, cool cool journalists and stuff that keep me going they just give you that bit of hope that there's people out there that kind of the makes the world worth something you know and uh, it would be nice to see kind of games doing that and kind of getting through to people a little bit it, it's not about shooting the virus in the face yeah. for 60 hours plus loot <laughs> yeah. you know it can be something else you know so the, you know that, that 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 can be a thing that that comes out of this. Yeah, I think any type of message that we can have people experience and and come up with their own thoughts and and uh, you know uh, kind of relate to, it's going to help inspire you know uh, mm-hmm. the next generation of game developers and just remember you know uh, everyone's struggle and, and kind of put it in a time capsule. It's like you know this is what mm-hmm. came out of this artistically um, yeah. and I think a lot of the artists are are, are the ones going to lead us going back to normalcy um, mm. in those response and reaction uh, projects basically because it's it's going to be a long time I don't even think there's a lot of hopes thinking that by September we can all hang out with family and stuff and maybe there will be some semblance of that but mm. the, the way things were I think it's going to be like another year and it's it's just um Hopefully we have games like you guys and all this kind of help us through. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're always there to cheer people up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, little nightmares. That sounds like a fun game. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but nice having you on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just shout uh, at the world for fifty minutes. <laughs> I bet Bandai are listening to this going. When you said you were going to be here. <laughs> yeah. I will. I will say I do appreciate um, the depreciation of essential workers. It's like 
unfortunately, these jobs are the lowest paid jobs in our society. And then suddenly that becomes the most important thing to keep us functioning. And I'm, I'm glad that that's finally being highlighted uh, in the same way that um, entertainment is finally, you know, I don't hear as many articles saying games are so bad for kids and shit in this period. <laughs> like, I haven't heard yeah, anything. Yeah, stuck in the house with their kids. They love yeah, games. playing games. <laughs> like, thank God for games. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, got five hours to I'd, myself. Yeah, I'd like to take this opportunity to say uh, thanks for the Imagine video celebrities. Oh. That, that really got me through some tough times where I thought things couldn't get worse. Yeah, <laughs> that was one with the Wonder Woman, right? That that got panned. Gal Gadot. Oh my god, that was bad time. And, and some people I actually liked as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was like that. No, yeah. no, not cringe. you as well. Super cringe. Yeah. I watched it again recently. Was it just as bad? Yeah. <laughs> Them in their uh, Hampton that, it, house. There's something special about that. Yeah. yeah. Like you're so detached. Yeah. You genuinely thought that people would get something. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, they really How had. Yeah. The celebrity. That's, that's just one side of the coin that, felt like yeah it sucked to be at home we're bored that's something that <laughs> you would hear a lot but people don't have to worry yeah. about like finances yeah. and there well, is a Madonna disconnect in her bath full of petals yeah i'm like that this it's not about you man yeah it's like it's, it's about people who are forced to go out like you see they're essential workers yeah i wonder how long that'll be remembered I hope there is a better response to that. And unfortunately, it's those essential workers that are the demographic that's getting hit the most, too. I mean, yeah, of course. Within expectations, right? Of course, they're out there. Um, mm-hmm. But it is one of those things like I, I, I got to a point, it's like, well, I mean, these guys, I was be trying to be as supportive as I can and DoorDash and, you know, get the meals at, at certain points. Like, man, they, they're kind of touching everybody at this point. And it's like, is that really safe for the guy who touches everyone to touch your meal? And then you're, you're sitting there. So it wasn't until I finally, I got to go out and pick up these things. And I would see how these guys were just gathered next to each other waiting for the meal. It's like, oh man, this, even this system is kind of broken because everyone's yeah. like filthy and, and trying to get through and they're not really practicing all the things that we should be doing. And it's just mm-hmm. all fucked, man. And that's a crazy thing. Like people think that this system is supposed to be there to protect, but it's kind of ragtag too. It's like, guys, have you ever seen these door dashes gather up in front of a restaurant <laughs> two feet from each other and their masks are like under their nose? It's like they're touching your stuff and everybody. Do you really put yourself thinking, you know, people just think meals at their door and they didn't have to go out. It's like this guy touched he he spit handshaked everybody and then here is your meal it's like that's how it works and i didn't realize that until two months ago where i was like i was having suspicion about it and then when i finally saw it's like wow look at these there's like 50 people waiting at the restaurant and they're not the clean i saw three of them talking to a homeless man while waiting within two feet it's like oh my god Let's just light all the trash can on fire and just like <laughs> inhale that. It's like you're about to give food to people. Oh, man. It's just all fucked, man. When you see it like that, it's yeah. like there's nothing that works. There's nothing in place to respond no. to this. And people are just winging it. Always, it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Do you know what's weird with Sweden, though, is if you're not actually allowed to go outside. Like, force people to stay at home. Oh, okay. 
Well, it's kind of loose here too, to be honest. There's no like police policing. People are, to me, traffic seems to be the same still. Mm -hmm. Um, There's no enforcement. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think the only enforcement has been, unfortunately, the businesses um, where people are trying to survive and they're not giving solution and people are, are closing left and right. Like there's a lot of restaurants, especially that are closed. And I, I think that's the wrong way to do it. I think in California is there's a huge exodus going on right now with people and businesses and like Elon Musk and all these tech companies are leaving. It's like, yo, when this is over, there's no jobs here. You know, that guess <laughs> this is not yeah. a good idea, uh, but it's affecting in so many ways, I don't think we're going to be able to see the full list of damage until mm. way after the fact. And I think that's going to be too late if people aren't realizing it now uh, of this whole thing. Maybe all the people who could afford to live in San Francisco way back when will will be kind of happy and able to afford to live there again. If anyone, I know. If someone yeah. in Bali leaves. Hey. Yeah. yeah. I think the locals are finally happy. It's like finally got my house back my little closet house (laughs) for like five thousand dollars it's back on market (laughs) (laughs) but that that is a positive i would say that like these mecca cities um game development has always been kind of like have these these towns that everyone flocks to and of course that town is super expensive to live by and Mm -hmm. so to get around that that's always been two three hour commutes back and forth with the remote, now we don't have to worry about that as much. As a positive, people can live in affordable places and have a good, decent salary that um, that reflects that. That, to me, was a huge change just because I, I can imagine you, you know, originally from UK, you've moved around a lot within the industry. And I have too for, for good jobs, right? Mm-hmm. Not that job down the street because it's available. So I want the good job, so I have to move. Yeah. Um, I see that at totally is a net positive i would love to kind of hear your perspective about that if you have friends that are currently dealing with that it's like where they're living where they want to live and working at where they want to work at without half a sacrifice uprooting anything yeah i mean that's something that we've kind of had had on on the horizon anyway like you know because there's a there's a very strong talent pool uh in sweden but it's not big enough because there's so many developers here like particularly in malmo there's so many you know established and and startup as well and so if you have any kind of ambition to grow at all you have to be able to uh bring talent in from around the world and and also make you know maybe they can't move or maybe they don't want to move or it's you know there's problem with visa or whatever so we've already been looking at like can we have remote working can it can it work? Um, we'd actually uh, done it successfully with one guy who who had to move back to the US, um, one of our designers, and so that's just something now that's like it, it's just a standard, obviously, in the way things are at the moment. That yeah, welcome to Tasha, stay where you are, <laughs> kind yeah. of thing. But um, but certainly, you know, we'd be in a position to if someone was too good to pass up then we have we have that ability and you know you always need sort of like proper flesh time with people you know to to get to know and all that but for the most part it, it, it's a, we at least know it's possible 
to to get really talented people whether you know whether they can actually be in-house or not mm-hmm. so it's it's all about the fit for us you know as well as skills we need need to be a good fit for for the studio because we're a an, uh, i wouldn't say unusual but like a a certain type of people we have a certain dynamic yeah i so think that's the, really important my my mentality developer happiness has always been tied to um if i'm surrounded by you know you're always forced to kind of meet new friends that's unavoidable but like there's a as i gotten older like family has become such a rocky like a good foundation for me and my family to be around just around the grandma around the sister-in-law like it became more and more important and it was one of those times where i felt like i was climbing higher into the the chain of command at a studio but then i was finding me myself farther and farther away and uh it always been a sacrifice and i'm infinitely a lot more happier just being where i want to be and now (laughs) Now the options are open where you can work at a great studio without yeah. having to to mm-hmm. reroute your whole life, meet new friends, and just yeah. It always feels temporary to me. It's like even if I move somewhere to a great place, it always feels temporary because the game yeah. industry is super volatile. Mm-hmm. But I think with this push where it's more about the output and the individual's happiness while they're working at a studio. Um, it's one of those things, like I said, it's a byproduct of this pandemic, but it's the only way that this could have happened. I think where a lot of students yeah, are rethinking yeah. that, but yeah, uh, no, I agree. It's too, it, w- it would have been too big a risk. I so it would have had to been like, like a trailblazer company tested out and shows everyone that it can work and that it's better. Yeah. And then, you know, that's how it goes, isn't it? Oh, all right. Yeah. We want to do that too. Then now yeah. the risk is uh, less. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah. Yeah. The right. IP protection uh, has always been an, an issue. It's like, what, send all the files to your home computer? Where are you mm. at? <laughs> it's, it's fine, man. I'm in my PJs. I'm good. I'll see you in Zoom. So now we're not doing that. <laughs> but now that everyone's forced to, it is weird, but it's awesome. And it is, like I said, we won't know the damage of this whole thing until after. We got a breather um, mm. and, and see what's up. But uh, I definitely feel glad. spoiled on that on that front because we, we moved out here, <laughs> I think about three years ago. And we were in, we were right in the middle of Malmo before, like in, a, in an apartment. I would have gone, would have gone berserk mm-hmm. in the situation there. And, I can only I can only imagine how hard it is to be tr- forced to stay in an apartment. Yeah, you know, that's... and to feel scared to go outside, even if you are allowed to go outside, to just feel scared that, because the few times I've ventured into town, like lately, I've been stressed out. It feels yeah. like there's too many people and everyone's being dumb. Yeah, and that like now I'm out, you know, out in the middle of. Weber Road, <laughs> yeah, you know, population a thousand or whatever. You know, you just you don't have that same stress. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, if, if I feel like super lucky and really, really spoiled. I'm like, how's it over there? Like that, I'm looking out at snow capped pine trees and yeah. and no people like that. Oh, it's hard, you know. <laughs> oh, probably the same as you. <laughs> yeah, farm life have definitely become 
really appealing nature, the love of nature and distance mm. and just being away from the city life is, mm. I think overall everyone's appreciating more. And, um, yeah, like, like you, man, like, uh, I am, I'm spoiled to not having to kind of get through this with, through, a, an apartment, uh, and, and trying to figure that out and bumping into people. It's definitely that urinal, uh, uh, that fear of being at the urinal and then of all the <laughs> available urinals, that guy always finds that one next to you, right? I feel that <laughs> anxiety every time I walk in the grocery store. It's like, yo, why you got to get in my space? It's like, why can't you just wait? <laughs> yeah, I freak yeah. out in grocery stores now because people yeah. are just in your zone all the time. And mm-hmm. it's very hard. It's very hard to kind of like gauge what's right and what's wrong if I'm being overly stressed for no reason. But yeah, like close talkers are like a yeah. hundred oh. times worse now, aren't they? Yeah. Cause it's not just like your garlic breath, you know, yeah. there's something in there potentially as well. Just all right then. <laughs> so I hear I hear you just fine. Stand right there. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's gonna change everyone's behavior for sure. I mean, I I for one am gonna wear masks for a while. Hmm. And it sucks. And it's a long, that's a large chunk, man. We're not getting any younger. It's a large chunk of our life. That's like, I feel like we're missing out and it's hard not to go back to that thinking that I'm, I'm missing out a chunk of my life, but I guess every generation has this thing. I'm, I'm pretty sure when the wars were going, I, I felt like our ancestors were. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I mean, like yeah. if, if this is as bad as it gets for us. Pretty good. It, boredom yeah it's it's very on brand isn't it yeah but you know i'll take it because i can't imagine i mean living in the in the the war zones that exist now yeah that's going on right now but you know again like you know when it was the world wars it's just you can't comprehend it and we can't possibly comprehend it i hope we never see it but i'll take boredom yeah all the time it's still it's still horrible and it's horrible that people are you know the loved ones are passing away and uh, alone or, or on whatsapp yeah or, you know whatever it's just it's horrible but it's it's not the same not so. as bad yeah so well, it's a wake-up call i, I think. only hope yeah. this is as bad as it gets yeah same here man same here i hope it's a wake-up call for sure i think so too yeah we got too comfortable, but, uh, you know, speaking of comfortable, we've been talking for an hour and this is the part of the podcast. In my right? pajamas. <laughs> in your pajamas, <laughs> in my apartment, in my gi. And, uh, and look at this, looks like a drug den, doesn't it? This, this, <laughs> this is everyone's I should have life. put like some fake background on or something. <laughs> I will say this, we're learning more about our coworkers than we would normally <laughs> be comfortable with. It's like, what you got back there? It's like, ah, oh, you didn't clean up, right? It is totally, isn't it? It's like, what's that book you're reading? Like, oh, I don't approve of that book. It's a phallic thing that's uh, <laughs> showing it through your covers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of Kleenex that you got. <laughs> We're learning a lot. I have a right? very dry face. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's for moisturizing other things. God. <laughs> But uh, it's interesting. I think we, I think there's going to be, I always joke with your friends, there's going to be a massive orgy after everyone gets the thumbs up. <laughs> like the, <laughs> the, the, the camaraderie, the people hugging, it's going to be insane on an insane yeah. level. Um, 
That's like that Which, Bill Hicks bit, isn't it? Where he says, you know, if they ever find a cure for AIDS, it's going to be fucking in the streets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's going to be the same effect where everyone gets the thumbs up to hang out again. Um, and yeah. maybe we'll you just know, be licking each other's face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it might be the the best medicine to kind of like help us not fully forget this, but help us recover um, yeah, the, the bouncing yeah. back that day of. But uh, this is the part where I would love to kind of hand the mic over to you. I want to thank you for coming on. And I knew this was going to be casual. We got into like really interesting tangents. And obviously, uh, I always expect that when talking to you because you're the the narrative designer, right? I'm always kind of <laughs> listening to like what kind of stories are you kind of brewing up from all this that is not about shooting viruses in the face. <laughs> right? yeah. It's very interesting. This is... I actually gave me a good of- idea. That's what our next game is going to be all about. <laughs> viruses being blown away. Uh, I'll be the first one to buy it for sure. Shut but- up, crime. <laughs> But this is where I kind of hand the mic over to you and whatever news, anything that you want to post updates, anything where people can find you, uh, tell our good listeners and viewers out there, uh, what's up? Uh, yeah, well, sadly, or probably happily, you won't find me in many places socially. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I uh, keep a low profile in that respect. But uh, I, yeah, I have got to say uh, Little Nightmares 2 is going to be out very soon. I think it's, nice. uh, I should know this off by heart. I think it's February 11th. <laughs> nice. Um, so it's, it's really, quick, really, not, really not far off now. There's a demo out now, um, which I've all, also played myself, even though I've played this game to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really nice to kind of play it on my uh, legit console at home. So yeah, that's uh, that's uh, what's going on as far as uh, Tasha Tasha goes at the moment. So really hope you enjoy that. Um, Thank you, man. Yeah, I've got nothing else to say, man. Other than I would just start recommending loads of music, but that's, <laughs> I always do that. So I just. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I, I, it's been a pleasure talking to you as ever. So, uh, Same, yeah. man. I was uh, looking forward to catching up with you again. I, I would say this, like mm-hmm. Steam wish lists around the world are being conquered right now during this pandemic <laughs> in a way that hasn't been, you know, it's been neglected for years and it took the pandemic for people to like, I need to play these games. <laughs> like I'm, I am going through them right now and Little Nightmares 2, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I love what you guys are doing over there. And uh, looking forward to hear your post-COVID games, <laughs> your ideas. <laughs> it's going to be super dark. <laughs> I love it. Darker, littler nightmares. You know? It's like, wow, even crazier, huh? But uh, as always, man, it's been a pleasure um, just shooting the shit with you, man. Yeah, yeah. Be safe. Stay healthy. Yeah, you too, man. Take Don't get care. too stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Yeah, and, and second second guess the door dashers. <laughs> Put that in. Your I will mind. never, never order from. <laughs> Don't know if do it, man. If you see them, you'll, you'll see what I see. All right, man. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. Take care. Take care. Thank you for listening to today's episode. 
If you are liking the podcast, go to the Apple iTunes store and give Game Dev Unchained a five-star rating. This will help spread the joy and love and exposure for the podcast, and we thank you very much. If you want to continue the conversation, go to our Discord, which can be found on our website, www.gamedevunchained.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at BlueChamps, B-L-U-C-H-A-M-P-S. You want to catch these episodes live every Tuesdays and Thursdays, go to twitch.tv forward slash blue underscore champs. Email me any of your concerns or questions that you want me to read aloud at the beginning of each episode at info at gamedevunchained.com. And if you want to further support us and help unlock the next feature, which is the voicemail feature, go to patreon.com forward slash blue champs this gives listeners a chance to kind of call in leave a message for both me and the guests to answer your deepest darkest questions and comment on your deepest darkest secrets thank you everybody